What's up, guys? This is another interesting episode of the Blind Donkey Runner High School Athletics Podcast. On this week, I have one new coach and three returning guests on this episode. Um, first up, I have Coach Keith Hodge of Dresden Lions Football. Then next, I have Coach Clayton Morris from West Carroll War Eagle Football. I have Sean Thompson of the Paducah Tillman Tornadoes football. And then, last but not least, I have Coach Rich Finley from Bowden Red Devil football. So sit back, relax, and enjoy the show. Hey, Coach, how's it going tonight? Hey. You there? Can you hear me? Yeah, you yeah. got me now. You faded for out for a second, but you're good now. Uh, hopefully it'll stay connected <laughs> for us here. It's... Hit or miss out here in the where I live. It's all good. Um, first, well, first of all, congratulations on a big win over uh, Westview on Saturday night. Yeah, that was big for us. You know, that's uh, it hadn't happened in a few years, and uh, you know, it's always, you know, it's not so much about beating Westview. It is, you know, just just being one and zero. You know, it's always good to, uh, you know, and Westview is really good. You know, obviously, I know they're they're you know they're coming off a state championship year and. Uh, you know, still got a lot of those players back and they're a really good football team. And, you know, so we can go out and, and, uh, and win and beat a good football team. And, you know, it's a lot of momentum and a lot of confidence and, um, you know, it's something that we can obviously build on and, and, uh, keep looking at what we're doing well and, uh, and build on that. How much of a preparation difference was it going from, you know, playing on Friday nights to playing on Saturday nights? You know, it, it is weird, you know, I, and it felt really odd, honestly. Um, you know, we uh, – it, it's just weird because all these games were going on on Friday night and, you know, even Friday at school the guys had their jerseys on and we're talking about the game and, you know, we had a pregame meal. It, it's just it, it's just weird, you know. It's just a weird feeling. And uh, luckily, though, I, I felt like our guys, you know, were focused and uh, – they didn't let the not going to school on Saturday really bother them or anything like that. Everybody was on time, good to go. And, uh, you know, so it's just, you know, it, it's odd, but uh, it's good to uh, how we were. It's good how we were zeroed in. We were, you know, ready and um, ready for this game and uh, proud of the way we uh, prepared and uh, and took care of business. How do you think they, uh, you know, prepared for playing in a college stadium like at UT Martin? Well, we do it every year, so I think the the guy. I think it's kind of lost, though. It's lost its uh, what's the word? Uh, just glamour a little bit, you know. Mm-hmm. I, I don't. I don't think our guys. You know, I think our guys would rather uh, be a home game, honestly. Um, but it's just one of those things. I mean, it's cool to play in the stadium, you know, and it's a local stadium there. It's close to us and everything. And um, but um, you know, I, I don't. I don't think it really affects us anyway. You know, I think that. Um, good thing I've learned about these this team and these guys over the past over a year now is I think we play just as well on the road I, I don't think that um where we play has a huge effect on us you know you'd rather play at home you know it's a good feeling playing at home but I, I don't think it really wears on our guys or anything you know to go get on the bus and go play so you know and that, that's a good thing for us is Martin far from you guys? It's not. It's not too far. Oh either. no, 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 no! It's on. It's not even fifteen minutes. No, okay. it's it's right down the road. And and luckily we 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 have that problem all year long. Our our father's game is fifteen twenty minutes away. So okay. uh, that's 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 good for us. You know, last year it was over an hour and a half. And uh, you know, so it's good to uh, to be more local this year and uh, and play some games closer to home. And we and we've got uh, you know six home games coming up, and that's big for us also. That was Fayette Academy, wasn't it? The long bus ride. That was one of them, but also we went over to McEwen, which is out a uh, pretty good ways from us. Um, oh, okay. Yeah, it, it's a good little hall. It's in our region, though, but it, it's a hall. I mean, it's a hallway over there, and Fayette Academy was obviously a hall, but that was more of a fill-in game, you know, trying right. to find a game to play and everything. So that didn't, you know, that was one of those things we kind of uh, set ourselves. We needed to get it in, so that wasn't no big deal. Nah. Um, so, going back to Friday night, how do you feel like your team performed overall? Uh, you know, the, in the first game, there's always highs and lows, you know. Uh, I felt like our, our defense really got after them really well. We only gave up what I would call one big play. Um, 
you know, the entire night on defense. You know, we, we put them in a lot of, lot of, lot of good situations that allowed us to, uh, you know, play third down defense, which was big for us, and uh, not give up big plays on first and second down. So, you know, it kind of helped us out tremendously. Um, you know, so I thought our defense overall played extremely well, got after it, uh, got to the ball really well, um, you know, met some goals defensively, which was huge for us. And, um, you know, and on the other side of the ball offensively, we still got a ways to go, you know. And, I knew, you know, I knew that would kind of come along as we win. And uh, we just we just got some ways to go offensively and, and some things that we got to keep pushing towards and keep working on and getting better and better at. And, you know, something we're going to we've, – we've worked hard on this week and we're going to continue to work on to try to get the things that we need rolling offensively to help us uh, be more successful. Uh, you know, and special teams. Special teams was huge for us the other night. You know, realistically, we returned two punt returns for touchdowns. One got called back that wow. shouldn't have got, that shouldn't have got called back. And, <laughs> um, you know, we had good field position. I felt like we, we won the field position battle, which was big for us. And I think it's always big in big games. I know it's kind of overlooked, but it, it's huge when you're playing good football teams and you can flip the field and, and um, let your defense go out there and play ball. And, we were able to do that quite a bit the other night, and uh, I thought that was big. I thought, like I said, I thought that was big. Uh, even though you're punting, if you can pin them deep, you know, you still feel like you got some momentum in your hand. So mm. that was big for us. Um, specifically offensively, uh, what units or players individually stood out to you? Well, you know, we we ha- we had some receivers make some big catches, and, and Tatum Oliver, our quarterback, uh, made some big throws in, in, in some good situations. You know, we scored a big touchdown big long touchdown before half and um and then uh we hit a uh, right after half we hit a, a big touchdown over the middle to tristan jet one of our running backs for 70 yards and then threw a post to nick turbo for a touchdown and on all these throws the offensive line did a really good job of, of giving him some time and you know and sometimes we didn't have a lot of time you know we thought we thought westview had a really good defensive line and then they blitz some and caused some issues for us and you know, we knew their defense was going to be good. Their defense was excellent last year, uh, probably the best in 2A for them. And, um, you know, they you know they had a lot to hang their hats on last year, a lot of good talent. And they, they were talented again this year. A lot of their defensive guys were back and caused us some issues. But uh, some things that we know that we can uh, work on and improve at and, and uh, continue to get better in those areas. But, you know, we had a lot of guys that, that stepped up, made some big plays, and um, – you know, and, and make some big catches. You know, that's that's one thing is, you know, in these big games, you got to have your 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 big time players got to make big plays. That's just, mm-hmm. that's just the way it is. And rather they like that, or rather they want to uh, own up to that, that's part of the game. And uh, we were able to do that, and, and that's what it takes sometimes to win those big games. Definitely. Um, switching over to defense, uh, who stood out to you there? What unit or individual? Well, you know, I, 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 honestly, as a, as a whole. We played really well. I, I thought our, our DBs uh, defended the pass really well. We, you know, we didn't give up a lot of throwing lanes. We only gave up one touchdown. That was on a screen, uh, you know. And, and I thought our D line played well. You know, they, they, you know, we didn't give up a lot of rushing yards. And um, so, you, anytime that happens, you know, your D line's doing some really good things, and they ain't get a lot of movement on our D line. And you know, and we filled gaps really well. And you know, for the first game, I, I thought we probably couldn't have played just a whole lot better defensively against a really good football team. So, and that's not, you know, it's, it's kind of an attitude with us. You know, we feel like our guys are, are very confident on defense and play well together, and uh, they're growing. That's the one thing is I, what I like seeing is, you know, we we had some we had we played good defense in our scrimmages, uh, but there was some still some areas that were missing, and I felt like that area kind of communication was was the biggest area that it grew a little bit, starting to grow just a little bit more and more, uh, with our guys trusting our game plans and trusting what we're asking them to do, and um, that's big, you know, I, that's big to be on the same page as a unit, and, uh, and hopefully we can continue that momentum and use that, you know, that's that's a big thing that uh, you know we can really hang our hats on. I feel like. Well, sadly, I'll admit that. Uh... I didn't realize that I could catch the game on the radio, and I, I, I finally figured out that I could catch it, and I caught the last minute and a half. And for that minute and a half <laughs> that I caught, your defense was stellar there for a little bit. So, Yeah, um, most of our games – yeah, some of our games you can get on the radio through uh, through WCMT. I mean, um, yeah. Do the, what? It was like the Hulk or something. Yeah, part. yeah, yeah. Uh, so, yeah, That's it's – um, I think it was Westview's crew, so. Gotcha, gotcha. Yeah, yeah. Um, 
you know, like I said, there, there, we had our a really big moment. You know, like I said, we gave up one touchdown there. I think a fifty-yard screen pass. But other than that, you know, we just, you know, we kept them in uh, on their side of the field most of the night. And, uh, and like I said, that's something I want to build on. You know, it not be a one-hit wonder type thing for a game. And and we and we go start going backwards. We need to build on that. And and like I said, continue to strengthen what we're really good at and work on what what we need to focus on. Definitely. Um, looking ahead to Gleason this week, uh, the Bulldogs, they're the Greenfield. Bulldogs. We got Greenfield. Greenfield. I did that oh, earlier. So I did that earlier with coach Morris. I, I, I said the score from the Gleason, uh, Greenfield, uh, South Fulton game last week in place of the Gleason game. So I, I'm getting my all mixed up today. No, I get it. It's all the same uh, County. <laughs> all of us okay. are in the same County. You've got Greenfield and they just, uh, barely defeated South Fulton, uh, 22 to 14, correct? Well, the, actually, the game was called because of an incident, and okay. uh, so it was a no contest. But that I think that was the score going into the when they when they called it off. Um, I think you're right. I think it was something like twenty two fourteen. That's that's what Max Prep said. Yeah, that, I think that sounds right. Yeah, they were leading for sure. I know. So, uh, do you know what happened, or is that? Just- yeah, uh, it's actually an incident that you know that. Uh, uh, coaches and, and families and players hope never happen. We had, they had a kid that uh, fell out on the on the sideline, mm-hmm. and um, they had to use the AED on him. They had to do CPR. Uh, they were able to revive him and get him flown um, to a hospital and get taken care of. And he's doing really well. And uh, it was just one of those things where. He didn't get hit or nothing like that. He literally just said, I don't feel good, and, and something happened. And uh, they're not 100% sure what caused it, And uh, but it's great that he's doing well. And, his, you know, I, I can't imagine what his parents were going through or what the community was going through. And uh, they said it was really rough, and um, they just thought after – I mean, it was a long time, you know, a good hour. Mm-hmm. They just felt like after that they didn't need to continue the game, and I would agree with that 100%. And um, – you know, it's tough. So, you know, they're coming off an emotional game, you know, here uh, as one of Greenfield's kids. Um, you know, so th- it'll be an emotional game for them, I know. Mm-hmm. Uh, I think the kid plans to be there. I'm not sure the doctors will allow it. But, um, <laughs> like I said, it'll be emotional for them. And, uh, you know, they always play Dresden really well. It's always a good game. And um, we just need to take care of business and uh, get after them right from the start. Well, first of all, definitely prayers up to that family and that kid. Uh and yeah, yeah uh, like I said, I can't imagine. Oh, definitely, definitely. Um, more to the fun start, though. Uh, fun, uh, fun stuff. Uh, what challenges do the green, does Greenfield bring to you often? Well, they actually run the flex bone, which is triple option, you know, and they've uh, really bought into it. And, um, you know, last week, <laughs> you know, they, you know, compared to their first scrimmage or those scrimmage that I got on film, compared to – uh, this last week's game, they're they're already playing faster and look like they're more confident in what they're doing in that flex bone. And uh, that's always a hard offense to instill right off the bat. You know, you want time with it. You want to develop it. Uh, you want your kids to buy into it. And I feel like they, they're already buying into it and um, trusting it. And they're actually throwing a little bit more from the flex bone than a lot of flex bone teams do. Uh, so, you know, so that that's the thing is it's an offense that is physical. It can lure you to sleep and throw over the top. Um, and those are things that we can't let happen. We've got to put them in situations where we know they have to throw, uh, which I hope will play into our strengths. And, um, you know, so it's just one of those things, you know, it's, it's a hard offense to prepare for, you know, our scout team had a hard time running this offense this week. And like I said, it's extremely hard to do it unless you do it all the time, uh, because there's timing involved, there's reading involved, there's pitching involved. Uh, there's just a ton of things that go into the flex bone and, it takes time to develop that offense and uh, trying to prepare for it with scout guys that, that run our offense regularly, you know, it's hard for them to do. And, uh, but they do a good job. You know, we ask a lot of those guys and they don't get enough credit. We, we uh, ask our JV guys to turn around and run our offense on Monday nights against other schools and turn around Tuesday at practice and run somebody else's offense all week long. So, you know, it's tough on them, you know, and uh, they don't get enough credit and I hate that, but uh, we've got some good kids that, uh, do the best they can to take care of business and to help us prepare to win on Friday nights. But, you know, that's, that's one of the biggest challenges uh, is their offense and how they and what they do and, 
and not being able to prepare prepare for it like you want to. So this might sound like a uh, weird question, but what is the difference in the triple option slash flex bone and the wing T? Okay, so wing T does some some wing T guys will run some triple option in it, but for the most part, their offense is more about movement, more about uh, faking handoffs and handing to the other back and pulling people and getting people out in space and running up the middle, hitting every gap. Flexbone's kind of more just right at you. There's not a lot of pulling involved. Uh, you're pitching off somebody, you're reading somebody. Wing T's not really about that. It's just more about moving parts and smoking mirrors and, uh, you know, just trying to get you to lose your keys. And it's just, it's just a little bit different. Um, a lot of wing T teams will use a tight end, and a lot of flexbone teams do not. So, mm-hmm. uh, helicopter right above. But anyway, it's uh, might be coming to get me. Who knows? <laughs> but, uh, yeah, it's, just, it's a little different, you know, and uh, I think wing T – both of them are hard to prepare for because you just don't see it a ton anymore. Mm-hmm. Um, but, you know, it's just one of those things. You just got to try to prepare for it the best you can. So, selfish question. Is Murray what they're running now? Are they running the triple option or are they running flex bone or wing team? Right, right. They're flex bone. They're triple option flex bone. Right. You're right. I, I didn't know because I, I just know they run the ball a lot. <laughs> Yeah, yeah, that, that's yeah, that's what I'm saying. That's the flex bone. You got you got to kind of marry to it. You, it's your, you know, it's what you do, and um, you trust it. And uh, you, you know, like I said, you kind of marry to it, and it's what it is. Um, some people throw a little bit out of it, but you're not going to see just a ton of passing from it. Mm-hmm. Got you. Um, switching over to defense, what uh, what challenges does Greenfield bring to you defensively? Well, you know, I think it's more about the, you know, the what ifs. Um, you know, we don't know exactly how they'll play us and, and our style of offense with, you know, we, we do run some wing stuff and uh, we run a lot of motion and, and use our quarterback quite a bit. So, you know, how they're going to line to what we do should be interesting. And, um, you know, I try to take it, try to, you always try to take the best, best, you always try to do your best, take advantage of, matchups and formations and things like that so you know something we try to do and you know so that, there's there's just some what ifs involved about where they're going to put some certain players and or you know are they going to run a certain style of defense or try to run man on us so that that's probably the main thing that you know we got to figure out early so we can attack it and um you know i think they're pretty young on defense i got some i guess i, I like the, i like a few of their dbs that kind of get after it pretty good and um you know the d-line you know tries to get after it pretty good also. So, you know, that's the thing is, like I said, game two, you know, what changes did they make or are they sticking to what they did because against South Fulton and uh, possibly going to win that football game. So, like I said, it always goes back to what, how they playing us early and uh, and trying to take advantage of it with what we do. Um, what are a couple of players to watch out for defensively and then offensively for Greenfield? Well, I, you know, I really like their quarterback. Um, he, he's, a, he's a good player. He runs hard. Uh, he, he's downhill. Uh, like I said, in the flex bone, quarterback's got to be a good player uh, because he's reading, he's running, he's pitching. Uh, he, he, wants to, he needs to be right most of the time. Uh, and he looks like a kid that, you know, wants to run hard, likes the ball. He, he obviously likes the ball in his hands. You know, I, I can tell by that that, you know, he's a gamer and, and wants the ball. Uh, so I, I think we're gonna have to key on him some. I think we got to start. And I, he throws a good ball. You know, a lot of the majority of his passes so far that we've seen have been completed. So, you know that that's tough. You know, in the flex bone, stopping the pass and run because you really got to you got to stop the run, or they'll beat you to death. But hmm. you know, when when a kid can throw the ball and has confidence in what he's doing, then uh, that opens up their game plan more. So I, I think we're gonna see a lot of mixing. I think they're gonna mix it up a lot. I, I think. You know, a lot of flexible teams don't throw a ton. I think they'll throw at least over ten times easily. Uh, and uh, like I said, that can you can go to sleep, run, 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 then all of a sudden they throw really quick or run, throw on first down. So those are things we got to be prepared for. Uh, and then uh, defensively, like I said, I, I'll, you know their DB play. You know they got some kids that um, can move around and uh, a couple middle linebackers that they're relying on to make a lot of plays and. Uh, you know, so like I said, it, it, you know, it, it really just depends because, you know, they lost some seniors last year and, you know, I don't know their kids as well right now. And, uh, you know, just going into game two, you know, if I had more film or if I had more, you know, if it's later in the year, I'd have a better answer for some of the, some of the guys that I know for them are going to be hard to handle for us. But right now only week two, you know, I, I don't know what they're going to change or what they're going to do differently that will possibly cause us some issues. 
Got you. Um, any injuries coming off of week one for you guys? Well, I mean, we cramped a lot. You know, it's the most cramped than I've ever seen in a football game from both teams. Uh, so we've worked on, you know, just really taking care of ourselves this week. And and there's there's such a fine line. And I and I and I'm I'm just not smart enough to know what that fine line is. You know, of hardcore conditioning them. You know, where they burn a ton of energy and a turn a ton of calories, and they got to get that back in their system. Um, or do you, you know, you, you kind of mix it up and. No, but the main thing is, is it's nutrition, it's sleep, you know, and uh, that's the only thing we're dealing with right now is trying to be as healthy as we can physically and mentally going into these hot games. It's going to be hotter tomorrow night than it was Saturday night. So, you know, how do we handle that? Do we uh, Have we took care of ourselves this week? And uh, it's going to show. You know, we're going to know real quick if we're doing the right things or doing the wrong things. You know, and we got to fix those things if they're not right and, and uh, keep trying to find out that magic formula that I feel like nobody in the world knows what it is. So. And if they do, they ain't sharing it. So uh, I've never figured it out. And uh, I know there's some coaches out there that'll tell you they have. And and I'll be honest with you, I don't believe it. You know, I I just, I've been around long enough to know now that it's, it's hard. It's, there's a hard fine line between what we can offer the kids as a school and as a program and what they do at home and what they don't do at home or what they're eating and drinking. I I can't babysit them. I can't be on, I can't, I just can't be with them all the time. So there, there's a, there's there's a fine line there of trying to find that that spot where you feel comfortable, where you feel like you can be healthy and uh, be smart at the same time. Definitely. Um, I've got one more question. It's kind of a three part question, but it's a fun one. Um, All right. Other than Dresden, who's got the best uniforms in West Tennessee? Okay. Um, well, Coach let's Moore see. You, by the way, who? Hey, what do you say? Coach Moore said you guys. By the way. Well, oh man. Um uh, let's see, in all West Tennessee, you know, there's there's a lot of different schools. I mean, um I'm a little you know, I I, I always liked our uniforms at Brewston. We were all royal blue and uh from head to toe it was all blue and, and I really liked that. I thought that that looked really good and um man, uh he told me you graduated from Brewston. Yes, I did. I did. And we'll play him this year, late in the year. Uh, he had him last week. Uh, so, oh, man, you know, I, there's sometimes, you know, there's a school out of Jackson, a private school that can make, uh, I don't know how they do it, but they can make uh, baby blue look really good too. Um, and that's rare because I, I think it's awful. Uh, but somehow, you know, I think it might, might be the kids. I don't know, but they, they make it look good. Um you know, some always partial to black. I think black looks really good in football, and uh, and even gold, if it's done the right way, looks good. And um, you know, that's just why. You know, I like them. I like it all. You know, I, I like it all. And uh, man, I'm trying to think of where some some other guys that. You know, the only thing I've never understood, honestly, is how you can have a color in your mascot and not be that color. I've always found that to be. That, yeah, that, that's that's, that's a little that, weird. I've never that's ran across that. That's yeah, weird. that's. I won't say any names, but there there's several, and that, and that's uh that's pretty fascinating to me that you can have a a colored mascot, and your school colors have nothing to do with that mat. It's just I oh, I guess that that stumps me on that one. It's crazy. So I do have another question. What is the yeah. Hollow Rock? Like, I, I get the Bruce in part, but what is the Hollow Rock? What is that? Is that a town in Brewston? <laughs> yeah, sort of. So it's a connected, it's a connected town that's right next to Brewston. It's Hollow Rock, then you got Brewston. So both of those towns all go to the same school, and there's some other communities around there that go to the same school. But there was a rock that supposedly fell down, or a meteor or something that hit, and uh, it's a big rock out in the middle of Hollow Rock, and you can go see it, and it's got a hole in it and different stuff like that. And I suppose that's where they came up with the name, from what I understand, growing up there. We'd go see it sometimes or whatever, and uh, it's next to railroad tracks and all that. So it's a neat little neat little setup. It's kind of different, you know. Uh, but, yeah, those two towns are, are, you know, are connected, literally. And, um, you know, everybody that, you know, lives in both those small – I mean, when I say towns, we're talking, you know, a couple thousand people. We're not talking about, like, town towns. We're talking hmm. barely even incorporated. But – uh small towns that are connected there and um you know everybody goes to that school right there so i mean it's a long it's hollow rock brewston central high school so you gotta <laughs> add the word central to it uh a lot of people just called us central or a lot of people call us brewston most of the time um 
I got used to calling it Brewston, but you know, like there's always the people that go ahead and say it all together. Um, it's just one of those things. It's one of those things. I asked Coach Morris last week. I was like, "What is the HBRC?" I was like, "I thought it was just Brewston." Did he know? Yeah, he knew. But he okay, just, okay. He told me to ask you about it. Well, I figured he'd come up with some smart answer for it and and uh, throw something out there that that uh, just a shot. I'm I'm surprised he didn't take a shot at me on that. But uh, you know, he's always got something that he's gonna say that he probably didn't say something. All them random Brewston people they just make stuff up or whatever. So you know. <laughs> Awesome. Well, Coach, it's been a blast as always. I look forward to talking to you after I win over Greenfield this week. Well, well, we hope so. If we do, if we do what we're supposed to do, we can win this game, be two and zero. That's what we want. And uh, you know, we got to play well and hopefully come out with no injuries. Hopefully, Greenfield comes out with no injuries, and it's a good football game. Well, good luck, Coach. I look forward to it next week. Thank you, man. We'll see you later. Appreciate it. Thank you. Next up on the podcast. Coach Clayton Morris from West Carroll War Eagle Football. Coach, how's it going? Good. How are you? Pretty good. Pretty good. First of all, congratulations on the fifty to twenty win over uh, Brewston on Friday night. Thank you. I uh, looking back over that game, it was close at half, and then you guys exploded after halftime. Yeah, it, the first half was full of kind of first game mistakes for both sides. You know, both sides had some very costly turnovers. Both sides had some very bad penalties. Um, and, uh, just took both sides a little bit of time to kind of get in a rhythm, but, uh, you know, that second half was a different story and the kids played really well. What was it? It was 12, seven and a half, right? I believe that's correct. I got you. Um, what'd you learn about your team, uh, overall Friday night? You know, one thing, uh, one thing I noticed, I noticed about our team was, was their resiliency, um, how they did not let. Uh, mistakes define them, meaning that they didn't stay in the moment of the mistake. They moved on. They continued to play uh, because there was plenty of mistakes made on on this past Friday. And uh, it's very easy to get trapped in that mindset and kind of get caught in that quicksand, And especially when you have a young team and a lot of new places and a lot of new faces. And, and I was really happy with how they continue to battle. And I was also really kind of happy that once once we smell blood in the water and, and, the, and the floodgates open, Man, we just took control, and, and they ripped away hope from the opposing team and, and really just took care of business and didn't give them a chance to get back in the game. That you, you guys did. I mean, you guys had close to 400 yards of rushing offense. Y'all, you guys mixed in a good amount of passing from what I could tell. Yeah, you know, we again, we, we are definitely a run-first team. There's no doubt about it, um, and we're not afraid to admit that. But, you know, we'll take what the defense gives us. If the defense is going to load the box on us and they're giving up something somewhere and and I thought going in through the preseason and into the season, I thought we had had a had a kid that uh, that um, uh, can take advantage of, of some grass and be able to do some things with his arms. So I uh, really kind of thought uh, thought thought that the offense did a really good job of executing on both those fronts. Talk about uh, the performance of Jade Milton because I know he had a really good uh, performance on Friday. Yeah, you know, so you Milton is that sophomore running back for us, and he's a name that we've been telling uh, telling people around the program that, you know, he's going to be a name that you're going to hear early and often, and and he played extremely, extremely well uh, Friday night, and and he's just a he's a between the tackles type type runner, but mm-hmm. he also has a second gear that when he when he gets out uh, into that second third level turn it on and outrun people and so he's he's hard to handle and we're excited you know he's just a sophomore so we're really expecting a high ceiling for him the key with him is going to be keeping him healthy I mean he had 25 carries or give or take 23 25 uh on Friday night and that's a lot of carries for somebody that's between the tackles so we're going to have to be very good as a staff on managing his his hits and managing his carries uh, and also try to develop some depth there at that position uh to give him a spell but yeah we're really excited about Milton after watching the film, who else stood out to you on offense? What units or players in general? You know, I, I I think they don't get enough credit, but a major unit that stood out for me is our offensive line. You know, we talked back in the spring, and then we talked last week when I talked to you about how many question marks we had with our offensive line. You know, we replaced three of five starters from last year and some young guys, some guys with no experience, and even some guys on there that don't have a lot of football experience in general. Um, so we were really kind of worried about our line, but especially in the second half, I really thought they settled in. They communicated well. 
they were extremely physical. And if I can get an offensive line to be physical, we can clean up technique and we can clean up schematics, but it's hard to get kids just to want to move people. And I feel like our offensive line really just wants to move people and impose their will. So I was really, really pleased with our offensive line. Um, over to the defensive side, what, uh, who stood out to you defensively unit wise or individually wise? Gosh, you know, uh, Nate Wyckoff had a real great game for us, uh, defensively wise, and it may not show up on the stats book, but there's a couple of times that, that Bruce comes to try to kick out the edge. And, and not only was Nate able to stone it, he, he completely blew up the kick out guy back on his back. And it's just very physical there at the point of attack. And, you know, once we're able to figure out where an offense is wanting to attack us, if we can be more physical than them, then that's going to put us in a good situation. Um, you know, I, I thought our box defensively played very well. I thought our run fits were pretty good. Um, our secondary got taken advantage of. You know, there's some breakdown of communication. It's it's not it's not so much of a concern that our secondary can't do it. It's just I, I, we've got to communicate more. You know, the whole secondary has got to be on the same page, especially when you're getting a bunch of formations thrown at you that you weren't necessarily prepared for. You know, there's always those week one question marks, not knowing exactly what, you know, an, an opposing offense is going to be able to do to you. And you've got to be able to communicate even more. And our DBs are too experienced and too old. They know that. They, they have to communicate better. So I really expect them to clean that up this week. Another – I kept hearing uh, Wyckoff's name, and I kept hearing uh, Dalen Drazel's name on defense as well. Yeah, you know, Dalen's another one of those experience. You just got done talking negatively about the corners and our DBs, but I'll say this about our corners and DBs. They're not afraid to tackle. Uh, they'll get their head stuck in there, and they'll make plays, and they'll make tackles. So, yeah, you know, Dalen's another one of those that – this is his second year starting for us, and he's a junior, so he's really kind of come into his own, and, and he does a really quiet job, meaning that he does a really good job quietly wherever he's at on the field. Mm-hmm. And so I think he can have a very big year as well. Um, what are some things that you feel like you need to clean up on defense? Uh, just like we said, you know, communicating on the back end with our secondary. You know, and, and, and I love having conversations with people about it. Uh, you know, because they're always – it always seems like the only time we ever have conversations about our defensive backs is when they make a mistake. Mm-hmm. And if you really think about the game, if you're if you're playing in the box, if you're playing a linebacker or O-line, D-line or whatever, and you make a mistake, at worst it may result in a 20-plus yard run. But mm-hmm. not many people are going to know you're the one that made the mistake. If you make the mistake on the back end and you're a DB or a safety, that it normally results in six. And mm-hmm. everybody and their grandma knows you made a mistake. So it's extremely hard to play that position. You got to have a short term memory with it and you got to move on. And, and our guys understand that. So I, we do have to clean up communication. We do have to clean up how we play. We have to play with a higher sense of urgency on that back end. And I'm not necessarily concerned that we won't get that done because all those guys have experience starting and they just got to get the rush, you know, rust broken off and, and get the wheels turning again. And, and, I, and I think they'll play better this, this week. Um, offensively, I'd like us to see. I'd like to see us get some other backs going. You know, Milton had a great night, and that's fantastic. But we have other running backs that can cause defenses uh, problems that are on the field, and other people that can ha- do damage with the ball in their hands. So, you know, I hope we can open it up a little bit, and not, you know, not necessarily passing game, but just get some other names involved. You know, just just strain the defense in a lot of different ways. Um, speaking on that term, another name I heard a lot was uh, Jay Long. Yes, and that's one of the names we're talking about. We got to get going. You know, I know he had a, he had a, he had an okay night. You know, by his standards, it wasn't a good night at all. Uh, Jay Long is one of those really, really, really explosive athletes, and we've got to have to find a way to get him going in the run game, which is going to open up some things that he can do in the passing game. Uh, so we're we're going to have to find a way uh, to get his running game started this week, and and it's just some little things watching on film. You know, it's his angle of his handoff or the mesh and where his aiming point is and those type things. I mean, we can get that cleaned up, and I feel like we've worked on it really hard this week. But, but yeah, if Milton can continue to do what he's doing and we can get Jay Long going, uh, our offense could be pretty hard to handle. Um, what do you think of Jackson Mims' first start in our actual uh, season game? You know, I, t- I sat and talked with Jackson on Monday, and, and I was just flat out told him, looked at him in the eye, and I said, I couldn't be more proud of you. And, and I really couldn't, you know, I have a high expectations for him and he knows that and that's not new, but I couldn't have been any more pleased with the way he played for his first high school start. 
Um, I thought he played within himself. He he commanded the offense. He made good decisions. He he was an energetic leader. He held people accountable. And he just took what the defense was giving him. And I never once got a feeling from him being a first-time starter. And sometimes when you have new quarterbacks, that's a different type of stress. That's a different type of strain. And 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 then, you know, sitting there and thinking about it over the weekend, you thought I thought to myself, like, man, he just kind of seemed like he's been doing this for a long time. He mm-hmm. never once seemed flustered. And so if that if that's the way he's going to start, I was really excited where the ceiling could be for him. Uh, but, yeah, I, I couldn't be more proud of Jackson Ams than I am right now, and I'm hoping he follows it up with an even better game on Friday. Defensively, how are you guys able to switch back and forth between – because they were switching quarterbacks in and out. You know, there used to be a time, and, and the Coach Dolan will tell you the same thing, but there used to be a time even when I was defensive coordinator where you would put a lot of stock in, and you do to a degree. You mm-hmm. put a lot of stock in who's that quarterback and all these things. And, and, and what I found out and what I learned is that you spend more time preparing for things instead of working on your base rules, your base sets, what it is you're good at. And so, you know, there were some things that we had to get cleaned up. And as long as we line up to the formations properly and we're not out leveraged, for the most part, it doesn't really matter who they have at anywhere in the box. Mm-hmm. Um, it's where they do things, you know, spread wise or whatever may cause some, some different things. Now there's tendencies and whatever you talk about and you discuss and you go over, but, um, you know, we, I, I, I feel like, you know, defensively, we just got to continue to be good with our rules, continue to be good with our rules and our sets. Awesome. Um, injury wise, how are you guys going into this week's game against Gleason? You know, we're pretty, we're pretty healthy as far as physical injuries. There's a little bit of sicknesses going around. It's not COVID. It's just your typical back-to-school illnesses, you know, head colds, some strep throat, uh, those type things. I mean, these kids are now in the buildings with each other again. So, uh, you know, outside of that, we're, we seem to be fairly healthy, and hopefully we can keep it that way. Awesome. Um, speaking of Gleason, looking ahead, they just come off with uh, a close 22-14 to 14 win over uh, South Fulton. What do you see out of those guys? Uh, you know, they're going to be very big. They're a lot bigger than we are up front. Um, they're, they're going to be pretty physical. They have a lot of pride in running the football. They have a lot of pride in uh, continuing to do those things and, and try to own the line of scrimmage. So we're going to have to outlast them early. We're going to have to uh, be able to withstand their best blow. Uh, I do think our conditioning is probably better than theirs. You know, sometimes big guys don't last as long. And so we've got to continue to swap licks with them early until they kind of gas a little bit. And then hopefully we can endure them there down the, down the stretch. Uh, specifically, what challenges do they bring to you guys offensively? You know, they run a really good power run game. A lot of big bodies on the attacking side. We're really physical pullers. Uh, so, you know, for us defensively, we've got to be able to win the line of scrimmage. Offensively, uh, we, we've got to get the nose block. We've got to get the nose block. We've got to figure out exactly how it is they're lining up to us offensively early and figure out what we can take advantage of. And we've got to see what their, what their next adjustment is. Uh, I, I, th- I really think as long as we don't do anything uh, that, to shoot ourselves in the foot, I think we can have a big night offensively. Um, and defensively, we've just got to be able to, to battle in the box. We've got to battle in the trenches. Do they have any players that stand out to you? It's more. It's mainly linemen. You know, they've got a few offensive tackles that are just big kids. Uh, they're going to. They're already committed to play NAIA football, so they're obviously can do a job. And then they have a fullback, power back that just loves hurting people. So, um, you know, he he can cause us problems too. But you know, their their skill guys are kind of young, and they're going to get better every week. And they've got some ability there, but they're they're on their way to making a name for themselves. Um, switching topics. Uh, how's your has your JV team started yet, or are they having? We do not. Our JV's got their first game on Monday against Martin Westfield. Okay. Um. How's how's their season, or how's their practice going so far? Ah, uh, you know they work hard. They work, and it's hard being a JV kid, especially in a one A school, because you you have to have some JV practice, and then you turn around and you're. Uh, um, you're then you're getting beat up on versus varsity. So, you know, they, they've been practicing hard, and I hope we have a pretty good JV season. You know, I just want to see them compete. I want to see them get after it and and um, and and hopefully stay injury-free and then learn a little bit about the game. Martin Westview, is that the same team that uh, Hodgson them just it played? It is. For? It is, yes, sir. So we have to play larger schools normally for JV schedules. Uh, most of your 1A schools don't have JV schedules. Um, so, but uh, we have to we have to play up on that a little bit. Got you, got you. Um, one final question. Oh, I kind of one in three, and it's a fun one. Uh, That's fine. Best uniforms in the West Tennessee area, except for or, uh, excluding you guys and uh, Dresden, because 
that's, that's a tie. <laughs> All right, so the best uniforms in the West Tennessee area. Oh, my goodness. Uh, I, and, again, I may sound biased, but I'm kind of a fan of uh, what, what Dresden's got going on with the matte black on the helmets with the chrome oh. D, uh, the gold, that kind of Vegas gold D on the side. Mm-hmm. I got to see that the other night when they played Westview, and that looked pretty good. So anytime that they're white and black, um, it looks pretty good uh, with that one. I know, I know, I think I know the answer to this one, but college? Oh, Tennessee, all day. Whether we like the gold, the orange or not, I can't go against them. <laughs> do you like the black ones? I do like the black ones. And I like the gray ones. Uh, I like the variations. I think, I mean, I'm a Georgia fan, but I still think I like the black ones. Yeah, no, it's not bad. And finally, professional. Ah, uh, professional. Golly, Bill. Uh, I'm going to go with the 49ers, the red and gold. Just, nice. It just does something for me. Nice. Well, Coach, I've enjoyed it again, as always. Yes, sir. Uh, look forward to talking to you after a big win over Gleason next Friday. Yes, sir. And we'll talk to you again next week. Look forward to it. All right. See you, Coach. Look- Thank you. Uh, bye-bye. Next up on the podcast, Coach Sean Thompson from Paducah Tillman Blue Tornado Football. Coach, how's it going? Hey, Coach, how's it going? Can you hear me? Good. Um, congr- yes, sir, congratulations, congratulations on the big win again over McCracken County last Friday night. I appreciate you. Is that the that's the second year in a row, correct, or is that the third year in a row? Uh, I, I do believe it's three years in a row. It's two both years I've been here. Yes, sir. Um, well, for those who don't know uh, Paducah Tillman football, what kind of offense and defense do you guys run? We're spread, multi set. We do a lot of different things. Play with a lot of different personnel. Um, we try to do whatever's working um, is the easy answer on offense. <laughs> and defensively, we run a – we're a multi-set defense as well. Um, but our, we base out of a 3-4. Awesome. Um, what did you learn about your team from Friday night overall? Just the growth growth we've had over the last year. Uh, we were very young last year, and we're still young this year, but we're very experienced. Uh, and, the, and they came out and showed that, you know – they were ready. Um, that's one thing that you don't know until you go up against someone when, when, the, when it's live and, and it matters if, if your team is where they need to be or not. And um, we made a lot of mistakes, but they definitely showed that they were ready to play. Well, the score of 54 to 14, it sounds like your offense uh, showed up to play. What, what impressed you about your offense? Uh, the, the the big thing was the explosive plays. We were able to hit some plays up the field, and I thought that was one thing that we would struggle with, especially early in the year um, with the guys that we lost lost off last year's team. Um, but, you know, we had guys step up and make plays, and we, we were able to still be explosive, and, and, and that's exciting just knowing that we have so many guys that can make a big play. Um, but, you know, the defense played well as, as well. They, uh, you know, they they – basically blanked uh, McCracken until late um, in the game when it, it was already decided. Um, going in at halftime, I think it was 41 to nothing. So the defense was just equally as impressive. Um, offensively, we'll go back to – we'll get to the defense in a second. Uh, yeah, I got you. Offensively, uh, who were some standout players or standout units for you Friday night? Um, our offensive line played well, and they, they're the key to our success 100%. They, they – uh, they do a great job every week, um, you know, protecting Jack James, the quarterback, as well as um, opening up holes in the run game for Malachi Ryder and, and Jordan White. Uh, but Shamari Thomas, I felt like, had a really good game at receiver. He made some really big plays for us, some really big catches, some very very impressive, nice catches. Um, but he, he was able to get us going early, and then LeBran McMullen um, really stepped up and played well, um, as, as well out wide. Awesome, awesome. Uh, selfishly, uh, Ryder and Jack James are wrestlers, correct? Yes. How do you feel like that uh, translates to their play on the football field? Oh, it's the toughness, um, their ability to win um, um, the balance battle. They both have really great balance, and 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 when lever Jack may, makes a very key block on a play um, for us, you know, I think that's attributed to. Uh, wrestling and the toughness that that brings to him your quarterback um 
sticking it in there with arguably the best defender on the opposing team and, and not afraid to do that. I think that all attributes to wrestling. And then Malachi Ryder's balance is better than anyone in the state, I promise. Um, his ability to uh, to run parallel to the ground and, and, and move piles is 100% wrestling. I've talked to Coach Livingston, and those two he he bragged on. So I had to talk about yeah. I had to talk about wrestling for a little bit because that's one of my that's one of my loves is wrestling. I got you, I got you. Um, defensively, you guys basically shut McCracken out. Like, who were the standout players or units on you for you for defense? Um, I, our defensive line played huge. They're led by C.J. Allen, um, who was a big time player for us last year. Um, Xavier Cleary who was also a big-time player for us last year. We had a transfer named Leighton Davis move in, um, playing that other defensive end spot, and he's a huge boost to that line that was already good and experienced. Mm. And then also Nyon Fitzgerald, who stepped up and he's playing that outside linebacker rushing in type uh, position, and he, uh, he, he had a really good game. Um, those four, as, as good as any, um, and – they make a lot of plays for us. And the other thing they do is demand double teams, which makes it easy for our linebackers to fly around and do what they do. Mm-hmm. Um, but we've had a lot of guys step up and, and play well. Uh, it was good to see Dariante Ragsdale back on the field at safety. Uh, he got a pick, and you know we're going to need him um, back there to make sure that we win the turnover battle every week. And he's a guy that goes and, and finds a way to get a pick every time he's out there on the field. Awesome. That's that's really key right there. Yeah. Um, coming off this game, do you guys have any injuries coming up or any? No, sir. We're healthy. Awesome. Um, looking ahead to Graves County, um, they were defeated by Mayfield, thirty-six to nothing. What have you been able to look at that and see what where you guys can how you match up against uh, the Eagles? No, a hundred percent. Um. I first want to say how tough they are. Um, and I've watched them in person as well as on film now. And they're, they're just tough. Um, they're young. They graduated a lot of people, a lot of experience, a lot of guys that made plays for them a year ago and they beat us a year ago, mm-hmm. but you know, we still got to play the game and, and in order to beat them, we're going to have to be able to match their uh, toughness and physicality. Mm-hmm. I think that's something that we've grown in as well. So I think that we'll be okay. But at the same time, you never know. Um, team comes out and smacks you in the mouth. You, you know, you got to be able to respond and, and or, or just not let them smack you in the mouth to begin with. And this is one of those teams that scares me just because I know that their coaching staff is, is tough as, as far as their, you know, they just preach physicality and toughness and the kids really respond to it. And, and watching them play Mayfield last week, they played hard. Um, they made a lot of mistakes, and, and there were some things that didn't go their way, but they played hard. So that's a team that you have to make sure that you uh, you, you go and, and take care of early because if you allow a team with mental and physical toughness to hang around, um, you can be in trouble. Specifically, what challenges do you think the Eagles bring to you guys offensively? Um, last year we struggled to throw the ball on them. They, they turned us over a lot. Um, we we – Ran the ball very well, but we struggled to um, throw the ball. Um, so, you know, their their secondary has some guys that are returning um, that are really good, um, specifically the Goatley kid. Um, he's really good. I think he had two picks on us last year. Mm. Um, he, he's, he's a guy that we have to look out for and make sure that um, we're protecting the ball. But basically, if, if we can protect the ball and move the sticks, we'll be okay. What about on defense? defensively they're t- that's where their toughness comes in they have a lot of guys that play really hard um our excuse me our, you're talking about our defense yeah like- um, they, they they're young on offense so for us it's got to be we can't let them get a rhythm we got to make them feel uncomfortable uh, we can't allow them to run the ball um and we can't allow them to hit us with a big play so um, I think it'd be key to get after the quarterback. He's young. He's got one start under his belt, and he's a sophomore. Um, if we can keep keep him rattled, I think that they'll struggle. Awesome. Um, going back to the summer, what was your summer workouts like? Uh, how do you think your team got stronger over the summer? Uh, this is probably the best offseason I've ever had as a coach as far as just the increase, uh, increase in strength. Um, our guys got bigger, faster, and stronger. Mm-hmm. Um, and, and, you know, it's basically when expectations change 
um, the way you work has to change. So um, there's the expectations in, in the community, our school and our state are through the roof. So we have to make sure that we're we're working every day to make sure that we're trying to meet those expectations. Um, so there's just a lot of demand put onto the kids and, and they responded well. Did you guys go to any uh, seven on seven camps or tournaments? We or did. We did. We went to the best of the West uh, in Hopkinsville. And I think we lost in the quarterfinals. And then we also went to the EKU tournament. And I believe we lost in the, the quarterfinals top eight. Both of them. Another friend that went there, uh, Coach Morris and uh, West Carroll. Were they, I, I think they were yeah, there. Yeah, yes, yes, yes. Um, they were. Awesome. Um, I'll let you get out of here on one uh, fu- uh, fun question. Um, okay. Best, other than Paducah Tillman, who's got the best uniforms in Region 1? Oh, that's a good question. <laughs> I'm going to go with. I'm gonna go with Mayfield. Nice, and and it's just the tradition of it, the the meaning of the the helmet, the you know the the, the they have options. It's just the, it's just the tradition, the plainness of it, kind of like a Penn State type deal, you know, mm-hmm. just plain. We are what we are, and we own that. Um, but as far as the flash goes, you 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 know that's us. Mm-hmm. Oh, definitely. <laughs> you talking about the red Mayfield or the white Mayfield? red i got you um all right best college uniforms ah man you're getting here um i like i like oregon of course oregon's always up there um but here lately tennessee um is is, they've done some things they've added some alternate uniforms that are pretty cool anytime you th- that black and orange looks really good together that's I, you read my mind i was actually thinking about that black uniform yeah, yeah. and what about professional we'll end on that one. Oh, i am a denver bronco fan nice i'm a denver bronco fan i i, I just i lived there for a couple of years and and I, right when they went from the old orange and blue and to the orange and the navy blue as opposed to the – I don't even know what you call the other blue. Um, but I've liked their uniform since then. Wait, I thought they were just regular orange and blue, so I was going to ask you how similar they were to Marshall County. But I guess they're not. I guess they used to be very similar to Marshall, but now, now it's more of a navy. I got you. Well, Coach uh... – I've enjoyed talking to you, and I look forward to talking to you after a win over uh, Graves County this Friday night. I appreciate it. I appreciate it. Anytime. Thank you, you, sir. You have a good one. You too. And last but not least, the fourth coach on the episode, Coach Rich Finley from Bowden Red Devil Football. It's going all right. How are you doing? Pretty good. Pretty good. First of all, congratulations on a big win over Manchester last Friday night. Well, thank you very much. Um, it, it was a big win. They were they were uh, they were a really big football team as far as just the size of their kids. They they were bigger than us on the O line and D line, and that surprised me. How do you feel overall about how your team performed Friday night? Well, you know, it was a fourteen all game at halftime, so I, I was really really happy with how. Our team responded. We had two 30-minute lightning delays, so an hour of lightning delays in the third quarter. And just to come out after those two delays and be focused and ready to play football, um, I I was real proud of that because, you know, sometimes you get a layover and you sit there and take 30 minutes here and then have to re-warm up and then 30 minutes again. Sometimes you come out flat. Um, I thought we handled those lightning delays better than Manchester did. How do you keep your team from state getting flat and getting unmotivated during those breaks? Well, I, I really didn't know whether we were doing the right stuff or not Friday until after after we played that third and fourth quarter. But what we did with our kids, it was it was kind of neat. We, we took the shoulder pads off and kind of spread them out in the weight room where it was air conditioned really good, let them get off their feet, and then told them to forget about football for a few minutes. Um, just to relax and relax their brains a little bit. And, of course, that gave us some scheme time as coaches on the things that had hurt us some in the first half. So we kind of used that to fix some of those things. And then we kind of brought them up as a group, 
and uh, told them the first five minutes of of the half that we were about to play would determine the outcome of the game, and we needed to win that five minutes, and it started with your warm-up. So we warmed them up really good and went out there and, and played pretty well. Sounds like a good plan to me. <laughs> yes, sir. Um, talk about what you thought of your offense the whole game that you liked and then what you need to work on. Well, I thought, I thought we ran the ball pretty effectively. Um, you know, we moved the ball. I, I guess if I'm disappointed, we, we got down inside the 10 once and didn't score. And then we got a turnover right around the 50-yard line, and then we didn't turn that into points. So, you know, you turn those into points, then you're sitting there with, with a lot bigger lead, and, and you have to think in bigger terms than just Manchester in that game. You know, if you're in a tight game and you're up one score, you're tied against a, a playoff team, you know, you, you need to turn those turnovers and those inside the 10 possessions into points um, yeah. to be a great football team. So, you know, that was the only area I was disappointed in our offense Friday. Um, how do you feel like your defense performed overall? Well, I thought they played really, really hard, which is a, it's about a, as big a compliment as you can give, you know, kids that, that play on the defensive side of the ball. I thought Manchester took it to us in the first half a little bit. You know, they were a little bigger than us up front. And I told you, I, you know, I didn't expect them to be that much bigger. Uh, it's hard to tell on film sometimes, but they were bigger than us. And, you know, they moved the ball on us. But fortunately, we only gave up one touchdown defensively. One of their scores was a pick six mm -hmm. um, on a screen. So as far as the bend but don't break, well, I thought we did a good job of that. And, then, of course, as the game went on, uh, we played better and better D each time Manchester got the ball. So I was proud of the fact that we played better D. We've got to start faster in the first half. I know Casey and Clay kept mentioning number 44 for Manchester and how big he was. It's, yeah, uh, he's, a, he's a man child. Um, he is, <laughs> uh, you know, he was not their tight end in their scrimmage game. And, and that was a, a very good coaching move on their part. Um, they moved him to tight end, which in the wing tee, if you're going to run to the strong side, you've got to have a good tight end who can down block. And, you know, he's he's the best we've ever gone up against. And, you know, we ended up having to roll some some tackles in and having to cut him a little bit to keep him from driving us off the football. Uh, so he, he, he definitely made us better. And, and, of course, he made their offense good. But he uh, he's just a sophomore. So we'll, we'll have to see him the next – well, we'll see him next year. I may not schedule him his senior year. Um, so – but he's a he's a very good football player, very good football player. Um, so this is just for my and some people's knowledge. What is the difference in the eye and the wing tee? I I'm, you know, I, I I wish I knew, but I don't know. Well, the wing tee is is you know it's kind of an old school offense, but there's mm -hmm. a lot of teams still running it today, and, and there's teams that are winning state championships running it. And really, your wing tee is really a lot of. Uh, it's, it's everybody blocking down, and, mm -hmm. and, and then there's kick-out blocks on the outside. So, really, if, if you're not great on the offensive line, uh, you can be a really good – you know, the wing tee is a very good offense for you because you can angle block. Mm -hmm. um, you know, everybody's blocking down, so you don't have to really have to whip somebody one-on-one -on -one in order to establish that block. You just have to position yourself in the wing tee. So, it's down, 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 kick, and if you've got – really good a really good tight end and a really good wing back who can block um it's, it's a very effective offense and if you've got some pulling guards and manchester had those they had good backs with them too but it's a run oriented offense and then it has a play series mm -hmm. so if you run buck sweep it looks the same as uh belly g it looks the same as uh trap it looks the same as the sally play it looks the same as waggle so there's five plays that you run off one motion. So you have to be prepared to have your kids ready to stop all five of those plays. So it's kind of assignment football, like the triple option. Um, so our formation is a little different where a lot of times you can read that fullback and he's going to take you to the ball or, um, you know, it's not always down blocks. You know, sometimes there's reach blocks in the eye. Sometimes there's base blocks. Um, and there's not as many play series in, in a, in a eye formation, you know, one motion, you know, buck sweep, buck sweep motion looks like five different plays in the wing tee, whereas tall sweep looks like tall sweep in the eye formation. So really it's just a, 
it's, it's, it's a tougher offense if you know the wing tee and you know mm-hmm. how to run it, and it just kind of slows the defense down because everybody has to play assignment football. Okay. I, I've I've never heard that experience, uh, explained to me, so that makes well, sense. It's, it's a lot harder to find the football in the wing tee, you know, because three, three or four different guys can carry it, and you never know which one has the ball. And, and if you're not well coached on defense and you're trying to find the ball, usually it's running behind you before you figure out where it's at. So – you got to read keys and stop what your job is. And then, um, you know, if, if it's not Bucks week, then the backside guy has to stop Sally. So everybody's got their job. So, yeah, it's a it's a tough offense when it's run right. Now, you guys run the eye, don't you, a lot? We do. We're eye. We're spread. We're a little more modern. Now, year one, when, when we all first got here, we were wing tee the very first year. Um, but uh, we, we kind of had the players to get out of that and the linemen to get out of that and utilize the talent that we had. Uh, so we're more of a spread eye team, yes, sir. Now, one thing I did notice is special teams can be really key. I mean, they, their punter wasn't the best of punter, and it, y'all took, you guys took advantage of it on uh, field position. Well, we preached that special teams all week. We knew that was an area we needed to win, and not just win, but win big. Mm. And, um, you, know, you know, we knew they were going to struggle in the kicking game. You know, we were 100% on, on extra points. Um, I think we attempted a field goal maybe and missed it. I can't remember. We may have not have attempted one. Um, but we were 100% there. We did a good job when we punted. Um, so, yes, I mean, winning the special teams was very, very big in that game because you won a lot of field position. Um, do you guys have any injuries coming out of Friday night? No. we, we As far as the, the kids who played, um, we're healthy. So, we, we've got some – Obviously, from number 44, we got some kids that had some <laughs> bruises, um, and they were very sore Monday. But as far as major injuries, you know, knock on wood, we're, we're, we're pretty healthy right now. Awesome. That's good to hear. Um, looking ahead to Friday night, you got Central Carroll coming in. Um, what do you see out of those guys? Well, they're probably in, – and, you know, we've played Manchester, a top-10 team, and, and Ravens number three. Raven was really, really good on offense. Manchester was really, really good on defense. Central is more of – they're probably the most complete football team that we've played. Mm-hmm. Um, you know, maybe not as good as Raven on offense, but they're good. You know, not as good as Manchester on D, but they're good. They're kind of good everywhere. They're good in the mm-hmm. special teams. So, really, the you know, a, a more complete team than we've played of, of anybody we've played. So, it's going to be a challenge. Um, you know, they've got a really good receiver who, who may be the best player on the field. You know, we've got to contain him quarterback runs it pretty well we got to contain him they've got a freshman tailback who's going to be really really good um and then you know on defense they've got some kids who can run and tackle so uh and and they're 4a so they've got four times the numbers of kids we do so depth is going to play a big issue too in that game is that receiver vickery swain and then you're running back cam edge uh vickery swain is the uh the receiver The, the running back is actually a freshman named jonah walton Okay. He's going to be a really good football player. Um, of course, Cam Edge will be split out at receiver, too, and he'll be another kid we've got to, you know, not let beat us. And then, you know, they'll put their linebacker, um, Ty Brewer, in there, some to run the ball. And, and they've got they've got some good football players. they got four or five really good players and then, you know, a, a good support and cast around them. So what, what are the specific challenges that you think the Lions will bring to you guys defensively? Well, they blitz a lot. They've got some quick kids, so we've got to have our eyes up and, uh, you know, make sure that we see the blitzes coming and pick them up to give our QB some time to run the football. Um, you know, they, they run well on the back end in their secondary, so, you know, we've got to make a guy miss every now and then when we're running the football, you know, in order to break us some long runs. Uh, but I think if we'll come out and our O-line will be better than their D-line, that, that's going to help a lot of that. Mm-hmm. Um, switching over to offense, what offensive uh, challenges do you think the Lions will bring to your defense? Well, number one is the receiver, Vicari. Uh, we, we've got to do a good job of, you know, if he gets a big play on us, we got to limit. I told our kids our goal was to limit him to one big play in the game. You know, if we can do that um, and not let him have three big plays, you know, that keeps that game close. Our D-line has to win just like our O-line does. We have to win the battle there where – you know, we don't let them really be consistent running the football. Um, you know, that'll turn them into a one-dimensional team. And when you know they have to throw it, it's, it's a lot easier to get extra guys in coverage. So, right. 
you know, we, we've got to win that battle. And then, you know, talking to our kids yesterday, we have to win third downs. Mm-hmm. Did I lose you? No, I'm still here. Okay, gotcha, gotcha. Um, now, you know, Central Carroll's in the county. Could this ever be a county rivalry between you two? It could. Um, it could. You know, we've got a good rivalry going with Bremen. Uh, we've got a good one going with Mount Zion, being that we've been in the same region um, the last few years. We hadn't played Central in a while. I think it's been since about maybe 2014. We should uh, but not in a real game. And and I don't know, you know, I mean, I think it'll be a, it'll be an intense game. I think it's kind of a rivalry, you know, being county schools, but just they're so much bigger. We don't really play them a whole lot. Right. Uh, you know, they're, they're not as big a rival as Heard County or Bremen or, or Mount Zion right now. Definitely. I, Cause they're, they're along your side of the school. So that makes more sense. Yes, sir. Yes, sir. Um, I've got one more question for you, and it's kind of a fun one, but then I'll let you get out of here. Um, other than Bowden, who has the best uniforms in West Georgia? Man, that, that that's a tough one. Hands down, you know, I think we do just with the colors. It's it's not hard to go wrong with red and black. Mm-mm, no, um, <laughs> you know, I, you know, I'm I'm a, I'm an anti-blue because that's our big rival, Bremen. That was my big rival in high school, Northside Warner Robins. So I can't go with anybody in blue. Mm-hmm. I guess if if I had to pick uh, another local team that has good uniforms. I would probably go with, with Mount Zion. I just like red. Um, you know, they've got the, the red and gray, um, which I guess you could get more of a Georgia Bulldog look out of that um, than we get. But uh, they've got some some good color schemes and some good uniforms. Didn't you guys go black on black Friday night? We did. We did. We wore solid black. black. That's kind of what our kids do when they feel like it's a, it's a big game. Um, they usually go black on black against Mount Zion every year black on black against uh top 10 teams um and of course they like the red on red versus bremen so uh, nice i like that too um all right best college uniforms best college uniforms um i'm gonna have to go i would probably have to go um i kind of like the dark colors i'd probably go with tcu they got a lot of different color combinations they got the black the purple the gray um so tcu horn frogs awesome well coach i'm looking forward to another big win over central carroll this week and uh i look forward to talking to you about it next week yes sir i hope i hope i'm talking to you about a win i'll, I'll feel pretty good about us as a program if we do um but hopefully we'll come out and play hard and, and that that carries a lot more weight to me than than some of these wins sometimes so i just want our kids to come out and play hard and execute well well if i know a coach if I know a team coach by you, they will play hard. So, Yes, sir. Well, I appreciate that. Thank you very much. Thank you, Coach. Look forward to it. You have a good one. All right. Talk to you next week. All right, Coach. Bye.